Hello, Tea Crew, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today, we're going to be getting into all things Grammys on this Grammy special, and then we're also going to be having the sports report. So stay tuned because we're going to get straight into it. All right, T-Crew, there's so many things to cover in the Grammys, so let's go ahead and get straight into this Grammy special. The first thing that I want to talk about that I feel like was on everybody's minds were the 50 years tribute to hip hop that was on the Grammy stage this year. Now, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it, but I think there was mixed reviews about who was asked to be part of the tribute, why they were asked to be part of the tribute, and what kind of went into the selection process to see who really should have been up there to give hip hop a basically huge 50th birthday party on the Grammy stage. I will say before I get into the tribute and what I thought about it, I thought that it was amazing for the Grammy selection committee to pay tribute and homage to hip hop. And I say this because no other award show this year or last year had did anything for hip hop, the AMAs, the American Music Awards, the Billboard Awards, no other award series actually even gave enough care to give hip hop a tribute. Um, and so many other music art forms were born out of hip hop. So many are influenced by hip hop. So many borrow from hip hop. So I thought that, you know, regardless of how my, um, opinion of the tribute, I just want to put that out there first, that I think it was amazing for the Grammys to do this. All right. So let's get into what I thought about it. So a little background. It was a 14 minute tribute, uh, curated by quest love of the roots. And he had originally wanted 188 artists and he wanted a half an hour, um, time slot for this tribute. And the Grammy said, no, <laughs> the Grammys were like, we want to do the tribute. We want you to do it, but we cannot give a half an hour. I think the longest they've ever give, given somebody is like 22 minutes. And that was for a lifetime achievement award. And normally with the lifetime achievement awards, just for a little bit of background, all of the award shows will give them as much time as they want. I think under 30 minutes, right? So they're the only exception to the rule that most things have to happen in between a commercial break. So if they can't have a commercial break during the entire time of your performance, of course, it's costing them money. So usually they keep it between 12 and 15 minutes. Just, you know, a side note for those that said it was too short or, you know, if you wanted more people included, this could also have been a reason why they were not included. Now, like I said, his, his original list had 188 artists, um, but who they actually went with was LL Cool J, Run DMC, uh, Missy Elliott, Glorilla, Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, Flavor Flav, Lil Uzi Vert, and Chuck D. Of course, there were others. Um, I couldn't, I think Buster Rhymes as well. I tried to catch every single person I saw, but there were more people. I, I also, you know, suggest that you guys go and watch the tribute in its entirety and kind of form your opinion there. Some of the clips that were being shown on social media, of course, can't include everything. So go on there and see what you think about that. Now, I feel like the tribute was what it was in the time frame that they gave him. I do think that they should have gone ahead and made allowance to allow them to have that full half hour because 
I think that would have given him more time to add some of the hip hop artists that you know we have to see. Of course, I would have loved to see Little Kim. She did go to the Rock Nation brunch, so she was in LA at the time. I don't know if she actually went to the Grammys, but it seemed like she was in LA. So I would have loved to see Little Kim. I would have loved to see Foxy Brown. I would have loved to see Eve or at least somebody from Rough Riders. I would have loved to see anybody from um, the Bad Boys brand. I didn't see anybody from that label. Um, I didn't really even see anybody from Death Row now that I think about it. Snoop wasn't there. Oh, Dre was there. Okay, Dre was there. Um, and of course, Wu-Tang Clan was there. I didn't mention them earlier. But there were some, it just seemed like a, a little bit spotty in, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s era. It just seemed to go from the very beginning of hip hop to kind of accelerated into the, you know, 80s, late 80s, early 90s, and then just kind of skipped a portion. Um, some people said they would have cared to see 50 Cent in there. I could have stood for some G-Unit. Um, I think they were influential in hip hop. I, I could have stood to see some of them, but I know it's hard in the time frame that he had, and it's easy to kind of shout out names after the fact, especially because we can't see the background and the inner workings of the people that they reached out to. You never know, Little Kim still performing, but maybe because she's in the middle of her own shows and her own tour that she just was like, yeah, I don't really want to put together a two minute performance that I have to, you know, get glam for, that I have to get dancers for, that I have to put, you know, my own money and effort into um, that situation. Foxy, I don't know if she's still performing, you know, she had those issues with her ears, um, you know, probably about 10, 12 years ago where she wasn't able to hear anymore because of, you know, basically just doing shows and recording and really blasting out her eardrums. Uh, a lot of people called for Nicki Minaj, but if you listen to this podcast, you know that Nicki Minaj and the Grammys have not had the best relationship. And even if she was asked, I'm not sure if she would perform um, and be part of the tribute based on the relationship that she's had uh, with the Grammys. Cardi B was also not a part of it, but she was a presenter, um, which just leads me to believe that she was probably asked and, and declined. I think Gorilla did a decent job. I also think Gorilla is so new that she can't turn down anything. She has to keep getting her face out there. So if they needed a quote unquote sacrificial lamb to get up there and dance and try to, you know, do something for the new school, then I mean, she really had to do what she had to do. She's still a new artist. I would love to have maybe seen Ice Spice up there with her as kind of a next up person. Um, I don't know. There's just so many to add. And especially if you really like hip hop, there's so many people that you feel like should have been there. Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh, um, just so many names I could think of that that really um, were influential in hip hop and, and should have been up there. Nas, um, but again, we don't know who they reached out to. We don't know who they didn't reach out to. We don't know who was unavailable. We don't know who's, you know, just over that stage in their life and they're no longer performing. But this is my thing, right? When the Grammys decided to do this, they probably had a year or two years if they were planning on doing, you know, the milestone of 50 years for the tribute. When you knew you were going to do that, I think that people were definitely going to heavily scrutinize what you were going to do because there's so many lovers of hip hop, right? 
So I definitely think that because of that, this should have been top priority to get as many people as possible, even if you had to do collaborations, even if you had to do, you know, another 10 minutes, whatever you had to do to really get it right. Because like I said, hip hop has been so influential in other music forms. And when you want to celebrate, you know, American music and you want to celebrate the creators of American music, you really have to take your time to do that. I think um, that Questlove was the perfect person to do it, but I think they should have given him more of what he asked for. Because I feel like if you were to ask Questlove if he thought that this is what the tribute should look like, he probably would have some tweaks himself and he was the curator, right? So I think that if they would have given him more things that he asked for, then it could have been a bigger tribute. But for me, I needed to see Lil' Kim up there and maybe even Diddy. Like there's just some people that have been so influential. When you think about hip hop, you think about them and they were not on the stage. That's why I'm like, I know these are people that Quest definitely thought of in putting this together and possibly they said no, possibly they couldn't come or whatever. Even Young Money, now that I think about it, Young Money was huge. And I don't think they even had anybody from Young Money up there. So it's just like, Little things like that that come to your mind um, when you're thinking about a tribute. But like I said, at least they did something. At least they took the time to to do something, whereas other award shows have done absolutely nothing. Um, and so there's that. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the other topic that had people very hot and active on social media. Beyonce did not win Album of the Year, but she did break the Grammy record with 32 total Grammys. She won um, Dance Record. She won R&B Performance. And she won um, Best R&B Song, I believe. Also, now only um, three women, three Black women, have won album of the year for the Grammys. And in recent times, those two winners have been Whitney Houston and Natalie Cole. But they were just saying, you know, the Grammys, and I'll get to it more in the overall, but I just feel like the Grammys are very performative when it comes down to black music. Because if you were to watch the Grammys last night, you'd be like, oh, this Grammys was blackity black. They had that long hip hop tribute. Then they also had Beyonce winning up all these Grammys, Lizzo um, getting song of the year or record of the year um, with, uh, not Am I Ready, the other one. Oh, About Damn Time. Um, so it, it really, it, it's black, but when it comes to the big awards, when it comes to the awards that people talk about all the time, record of the year and our song of the year and album of the year, I think Bonnie Raitt got song of the year. And then of course, Harry Styles got album of the year. You know, when Harry Styles got album of the year, Adele did get up and walk out of the Grammys. It was the end, um, to be fair, <laughs> to everyone because maybe she wasn't trying to make a statement with it and she was just like well it's over now I wanted to see who got album of the year and now I need to go home um because you know she does have a young child but I think it, it a lot of people were startled by Harry getting this this is the thing right it's so political it's literally not you know, let's do the best music. Let's give the award to the person who created what we think was the best album of the year. It's the Recording Academy playing favorites and playing politics. It's like, we can only give Beyonce so much. If Beyonce won 32 Grammys total and tonight she's going to break the record. I think last year she had 28 total. So 
with her wins last night, she broke the record for the um, person with the most Grammys ever. That they were also not going to give her album of the year at the same time. Also, they want to use the awards to facilitate the kind of music that they want to see continue to get made. Harry has come from the super group One Direction. One Direction, I don't know if they won Grammys, probably. They won Grammys in the past, but One Direction is a British group that has broken up. Zayn got into some legal issues um, that, you know, he may have been cleared of, but isn't making music right now. Liam's making music. Um, and I think the other two are making music. But at the end of the day, Harry's like the only remaining relic from that group. And to give him this award will encourage him to continue to make music. I mean, his tours are sold out. He's a very popular artist. And I think a lot of people, especially in the black community, we don't consider the popularity of some of these other things because nobody was listening to Harry's house and a lot of black, you know what I mean? It just wasn't on the register of a lot of people that were thinking it should have been Adele, Beyonce, or Mary J. Blige. Now, this is also my thinking on the situation. I don't think that Mary J. Blige has won that many Grammys, especially, well, certainly not as many as Beyonce because Beyonce now has the record. But as far as giving the award to somebody who has a body of work, a lifetime of work, and really dedicated themselves to the craft, you can't get any better than Mary J. Blige. And I'm not saying that Renaissance shouldn't have won. You guys know I love the Renaissance album. I sing the praises of the Renaissance album all the time. I thought it was a great body of work. I thought it was a beautiful celebration of ballroom culture and inclusivity um, and black um, black queerness as, as a whole. I really think that Black queerness gets a backseat to so many other Black issues that we have going on, but that it was a beautiful celebration of Black queer people. I really do. Um, however, I think Mary J. Blige has been swept under the rug for so many times, and I would have loved to seen her get the award. But for a lot of people, for Adele, Mary J. or Beyonce to not get it was a slap in the face um, of a lot of people that really enjoyed that music. But to be clear, Beyonce, of, of course, is a crossover artist. White people, black people, brown people, Indian people, people in Dubai, everyone listens to Beyonce. So in my opinion, it would have been Adele, Beyonce, or Harry, and Harry took it. And I think that it's a popularity contest in the fact that Harry has been doing you know, two or three world tours back to back selling out shows. He has a lot of fans and that's what they wanted to put forth. I don't think it's right because I think Beyonce should have also won album of the year for Lemonade. I think Lemonade was amazing. Adele ended up winning instead of her. But how many times is she going to sit back and continue to make this great work without being really fully recognized by the biggest music award you can get, which is a Grammy? Now, Rondell's unpopular opinion brought up the fact that Auntie by Rihanna was nominated for nine Grammys, didn't win any, and she actually, you know, that's when she left music. If you guys recall, she hasn't made any music since Auntie. I think she really put a lot into that album. It was nominated for all these awards, and I think she thought she would walk away with at least one. I think a similar situation happened with India Ari. Like, she was nominated for, like, seven or eight Grammys, and Alicia Keys won them all um, over her. So 
it's just a matter of timing and a matter of popularity and I guess trying to keep everyone as happy as possible um, you know, by spreading it all around, like who's going to win this, who's going to win that. And some people never end up winning. And that's the thing, right? You're going to make music till you're not going to make music anymore. And I think a lot of people put out these projects, hoping to be nominated, hoping to win one, because you just don't know when you're going to be able to put something out there like that again. Cause for a Grammy, for billboard, it just has to be a hit. But for Grammys, it has to be a hit. It has to be recognized by your peers because the Grammy, you know, the Grammy board is made up of uh, recording artists, people in the industry, social media people like the the board is is diverse, but they're looking at more than just your numbers. So it comes really down to the popularity of the person, you know, how they feel and connect with the Grammys as an artist. Um, and they just kind of go from there. Now, uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about on the Grammys before I get into my overall thoughts was the takeoff tribute. Now we found out earlier in the week that the takeoff tribute would include Maverick city music, um, a gospel group that I just really enjoy. They just got off, um, they just got off tour with Kurt Franklin and they're just overall amazing. And I knew the tribute would be great. I honestly, and y'all don't hate me for this. I don't really like the song um, that Quavo did for Takeoff without you. It's just not my favorite song. You know, I, I a thousand percent agree with the message of the song um, in all respect to um, Quavo and his tribute, but I just did not like it. So that's the song they performed. So on a personal level, I was just like, it was nice, but I just didn't really like the song. Um, very emotional and just a beautiful tribute to his, his cousin and his, and his brother. But I just feel like for me, I didn't like it to be honest. Um, and that's just my honest opinion. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I like it just because it's somebody's tribute. I of course feel terrible about takeoff's death. I'm glad they were able to include the tribute, but I just, I don't, I don't like the song. So anyway, backstage, there was some drama between him and Offset. People were wondering why Offset was not a part of the tribute. And I think Offset just wanted to kind of stand on stage or just be part of it. And he was not allowed to do so. And the two did fight allegedly backstage because of this issue. Um, and that's hard to hear. You know, I, I don't, I heard a lot of the breakup of the group was over contract disputes and things like that. Um, but to really get, carry it to the point where you wouldn't allow him on the stage, I feel like, come on Quavo, like you have to be bigger than that. Um, especially on the world stage to show that you guys couldn't even come together, even if it was performative, even if you don't care and you don't mean it and you literally just did it for that night and it was fake, like at least do that to show some type of solidarity, whatever happened behind the scenes and the contracts and all that, you guys were brothers, you came up together. There was three Migos that made the group work and, you know, to turn around and not allow him to be part of the tribute that, I don't know, that just comes off as foul to me, Quavo. I, I honestly, I don't understand. And of course there could be more to it, but from what we're getting from the information that we have, it just seems messed up for him not to be allowed to take part in that tribute. Um, and I hope that they can work it out one day behind the scenes because there's really no reason for it now. Death is so final and, you know, takeoff is never coming back and why they can't seem to kind of work it out now. They have separate deals, you know, everything has been done. 
Offset has moved on. Quavo is still staying, you know, with P and um, the rest of the label. So I'm just, I don't know. I just struggle to understand what could be so big as to not allow him to be part of this tribute. Both of you guys are hurting. Both of you guys lost someone. If anything, it would be great to see them come together and be able to support each other now. Um, because nobody knows the pain that they're going through except each other, really, um, to lose their group member like that. Also, the Prince family spoke on Offset, and Offset was not happy about that. Offset came out um, in defense of himself and saying the Prince family really didn't know the situation that was going on, and they're just trying to deflect because a lot of people are pointing their fingers at them um, as the cause of Takeoff's death. Now, of course, that's alleged, but this is a widespread rumor that the Prince family did have something to do with it, and this is why they're deflecting and trying to point fingers at Offset and other people. I don't know, but I do think it's in poor taste to bring up somebody who just lost someone um, and say something like that. And people are also calling out Wallow and Gilly the Kid for allowing the Prince family to say this on their platform. I don't know what the Prince family did or did not do. I don't know if they're hiding something. But at the end of the day, you know that Offset had a close and personal relationship with Takeoff. So to sit there and kind of bring this up now is really in poor taste. And personally, I just don't like them. I don't like how they move. I don't like mob ties. I don't like the whole thing. It just is not giving for me. And I really feel like if they have something to do with it, that Houston DA needs to dig into it a little more. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, so let's get into my overall thoughts about the Grammys. I will say they were less boring this year. <laughs> Because of everything that was really going on, I think there was a little pizzazz. Beyonce got held up in traffic, allegedly, and she wasn't there. And they kept referencing that she was there, but she wasn't. She missed the carpet. Um, but she did post pictures of her carpet look on her Instagram page for those who didn't get a chance to see it. Um, everybody with this futuristic theme that I guess is going on, I didn't care for it. Uh, as far as the outfits, I did think Cardi B was a standout. I thought she looked gorgeous um, in her performance. Oh, excuse me. In her um, in her announcing look and uh, her presenting look and in her uh, red carpet look, I thought she looked great. I'm trying to think of anybody else that really stood out to me as far as like looking good. Hmm. No. I liked Sam Smith's entrance, but then I think his performance kind of took it over the top. Shout out to Kim, though. Kim Petras for being the first trans woman to win a Grammy Award. And it was so crazy because I think previous to this, I don't know if Kim has really spoken about being trans or if that's just something that I missed. Um, but yeah, she is a trans musical artist and she is the first to win a Grammy. So congrats to Kim and Sam. I do like the song Unholy. I just think that the performance is a little bit much. I understand what Sam is, you know, Sam has been very like neutral. He's been gay. He hasn't been hiding it or anything like that, but he's been very neutral in his stance, uh, you know, in his uh, sexuality. And now he's just like, nope, I'm on, I'm in my like, I don't know, like my just my gay era, like I'm just out here unapologetically myself. I love that for him. I just didn't really love this performance. I like the song, though, but I just didn't love the performance. Um, I didn't really think of any other performances that really had me because um, they didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was somehow less boring than other past years. What did you guys think about the Grammys? What did you guys think about the tribute to hip hop? What did you guys think about Beyonce and her not winning album of the year yet again? What are your thoughts? Because it's definitely giving to me very, very performative, very inclusive on paper. But then you look into who always wins the biggest awards of the night. And it just never seems to be the records that we've all loved throughout the year. It's like, no offense to Bonnie Raitt, but I can't think of one person who really loves that song. And I think it goes back into the whole thing about they put into it not just the one song, but the body of work of the person and her being older. They probably feel like she won't put out any more music that'll be um, submitted to the Grammy board. So they want to go ahead and just give her the big Grammy now. I mean, she has worked all her life in music. She, I know she has a passion for music. I really love her song, I Can't Make You Love Me. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. She sings the original of that song. Boys to Men did a cover that I know a lot of people like, but Bonnie Raitt is actually the creator of I Can't Make You Love Me. Fun fact. Um, but do I think she should have won last night? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That was not recorded. That was not song of the year. Like that, I, I just don't know how they came to that conclusion. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think. I hope you enjoyed this Grammy special. I hope I covered all the things that people have been talking about <laughs> um, in the Grammys for the basically last 48 hours. Uh, but let me know if I forgot anything and I will definitely address it in the comments. Stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the Sports Update with J-Rob. Today I will be covering the NFL, so let's get started. The Denver Broncos have hired Sean Payton to be their next head coach. Payton will become the 20th head coach in Denver Broncos history. The contract is for five years, so Payton will be tied to the Broncos until 2027. Peyton has a record of 152 wins and 89 losses in the regular season and a record of 9 wins and 8 losses in the playoffs. Peyton won Super Bowl 44 as the head coach of the New Orleans the Saints. Also, the Houston Texans have hired former 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans as their next head coach. The contract is for six years, so Ryans will be tied to the Texans until 2028. Ryans played linebacker for the Texans and was selected to two Pro Bowl teams. Ryans was the defensive rookie of the year in 2006. Also, the Carolina Panthers have hired former Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Wright to a four-year contract. Wright was the Carolina Panthers franchise first starting quarterback in 1995. Super Bowl 57 will take place on Sunday, February 12th, 
at 6.30 p.m. on Fox. The AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs will take on the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week. Alright T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I hope you guys uh, loved the Grammy special. If you have any comments, please leave them in the real comment section so we can really get into some things in those comments. Um, Thank you for all that you guys do to spread the podcast, sharing it, liking the content. It all helps to getting us in the algorithm a little more and getting more people exposed to the podcast. Uh, Reminder, there is no new episode next week and probably little posts um, because I will be away. Um, And then the following week, we will pick back up as normal. As always, convict the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. We won't stop till she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. I love you for listening. Bye.